Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And my name is Gabrielle. The evolution of gaming. That is certainly nostalgic, if I do say so myself. I don't know about you, but games have always been a big part of my life. If not for just passing the time and it, the enjoyment of it, and being able to bring people, uh, friends together, friends and family, to play along with you, but it also served me anyway, later on in life, a way of escaping reality. With immersive storytelling, with being part of the actual story, especially RPGs, which I'm very partial to, it just allowed you to just get away, be a hero, or whatever it is that you like, and then just let it all out instead of it having to be tense all the time and living life like we all do. So some game systems, just to name a few. The Atari, the NES, the Super NES, the Game Boy, Sega Game Gear, the PlayStation and all its incarnations, the Xbox, again, all of its incarnations, the Nintendo DS, the 3DS, the PSP, the Wii, the Dreamcast, the Switch, I can go on and on. These are just a few of the things of the systems that I mentioned because these are the ones that I've had owned either previously or currently owned. I know that there's Nintendo 64, the Sega Saturn, the Sega Genesis. I didn't actually have those. We kind of hit a dry spell for a little while between the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy all the way up until the PlayStation and the GameCube. I didn't really, for a little while, we just didn't buy console games. But before we get into all of those, let me talk about going to the arcade. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that every time I would go out somewhere, I would look for an arcade. If it wasn't for the mall, a strip mall, a casino, the boardwalk, there were arcades everywhere. And I know that there are some out there now, but it's just not the same. The games aren't the same. The feeling isn't the same. Major majority of the time it feels empty and just not as fun as it used to be. The one that I particularly remember was when we would go down the shore. It would ma mainly be in Atlantic City because my dad loved the showboat. Pretty much grew up there. While he would be gambling on the casino floor, my mom, my brother, and I would be walking the boards, getting our saltwater taffy, enjoying the ocean breezes, and it didn't even have to be during the summertime. It would be pretty much all year round. And you'd pass by the steel pier. If it's in the summertime, it's in full swing. If not, it's kind of dormant. But towards the end of the casino row of the boardwalk, there was Ocean One. Currently, it serves as a type of mall for higher-end products, which I'm a little saddened that it changed, but I understand that things have to move forward like everything else. But I think I, I haven't been into that place since it's changed, so I'm only one person, but it's an interesting thing to see if there's more people that go in or don't. 
So before, it had a whole lot of different little stores that sold tchotchkes, casino memorabilia, clothes, books, you name it, it was in there. And when you would go to the very end, they'd had like wall-to-wall windows because it was called Ocean One, and it literally was a pier that went out and you were on the ocean. It was, it was beautiful. And before you hit those windows, there was a huge arcade. And in the arcade, you had pinball machines. You had a shooting gallery, which was pretty cool because it was like a saloon. Kind of creepy, the mannequins that they had in there, but it was still awesome. When they upgraded a little bit later on, they had a carousel that was the claw machines that I absolutely loved. They were something that I was pretty good at, and depending on what they had in there, I could probably make a killing. Ski ball games like Rampage, Mortal Kombat, just to name a few. And not only did you get to play air hockey and all that stuff with your friends, your family, and whomever else, but you you would get tickets, and then if you made out well, you could pick out some really awesome things that they had for the toy selection. Sometimes they were kind of cheap, but it depends how many tickets you had. Sometimes you could have a bigger ticket item. It depended how well you did. I very much miss that. I miss all of the selection. I feel like there was more to it instead of now it's like a, a car racing game that you go into. I know that they have like things like Dave and Buster and stuff like that, but I don't know. Maybe it's because what I'm looking for is these old, old games from when I was little instead of like the new stuff that they have out now. I know that there are things out there but it's again it just doesn't have that same feeling so to go back to console games my mom and dad had the Atari already prior to me being born they would play things like breakout super breakout space invaders and I was partial to kaboom I don't know about you so the Atari was the first quote-unquote console game that I played Right off the bat, I also had a handheld two-player Pac-Man. One person could be on one side and I could be on the other. And it was the size of a, a nice-sized hardbound book. I don't know what happened to it. I'm very saddened. I can't find it. I couldn't find it in our moves. I have cleaned, I had cleaned our house multiple times and never found it. I don't know if it made it to the, our old, old house in Pennsylvania to when we moved to New Jersey. But I am actually on the lookout for it on eBay. I haven't really found it. But when I do, if it's not ridiculously expensive, I would like to try and get it. So after the Atari, we had, my dad had gotten us the Nintendo. And most of the things that we have gotten, my brother and I, when we were little, were, you had new things obviously but we would get a lot of stuff that my dad picked up at the flea market and my dad was big on bartering now he had a stall at the Quaker City flea market in Pennsylvania and he had would sell jewelry and he also had a coin collection that he would um, trade up or you know see what people had and he also was able to fix watches so he would do cleanings he would actually refit jewelry 
he had a he had a lot of hobbies behind everything besides collecting just about everything so say if one of his clients a friend or a friend of a friend wanted something done say they maybe they needed a new watch face or a new uh, diamond put into so it didn't have to be a diamond but like a gemstone put in some place and they couldn't necessarily afford it however they had something that my dad wanted and he would barter he'd be like okay I can do this if I have that and then you know no cash has to be trans you know transferred it could just be an item for an item and I think that's an awesome way to do things especially nowadays because money is losing a lot of its value and people have the ability to do things that other people can't. So to be able to like go back in the day, like when that's all you would do is barter for trade and work. Maybe that's what we need to do or go back to, but I digress. So the Nintendo that we got was most likely a payment or part of a payment because we got the Nintendo and about a million games for it. Some of the games were weird, <laughs> off-the-wall games that nobody would actually get normally. But then there were some really awesome games, like, you know, you had your Paperboy, Marble Madness, Rampage that I would play in the arcade, but I had it at home now. And Excite Bike, obviously Mario Brothers, and Tetris. And then we got the Super NES, and the... There was a lot of other games that were on this system. I know the Super Mario Brothers 2. I believe that's what it was. I played constantly. But the biggest one that we played a lot, because I played with my mom and my brother, was Yoshi's Cookie. And it was kind of like a Tetris game. Um, I don't know how much I would like it now, because those type of puzzle games kind of are aggravating. <laughs> but I liked it then. My mom eventually got me a brand new Game Boy when that came out, and I had brand new was Kirby's Dream Land and the Tiny Toon Adventures, Babs Adventure, I believe it was called. Still, I still have the original Kirby's Dream Land, but I don't have, I had to rebuy the Tiny Toon Adventures one. Because my brother and I were only six years apart, he wanted to play a game, but I wanted to play my game, and we only had one with the Game Boy. So my dad eventually got a used Game Boy, along with a million games. Again, probably a barter of some sort. I have a lot of those original games that he had gotten. I didn't have my any either of the two Game Boys that we had. I don't know what happened to those, but I did buy a new well. I say new, new to me, Game Boy, because my son is actually very much into nostalgic gaming. And I think a lot of it has to do with some of these YouTubers that um, he watches that go back and review old games. And you see in the background their wall-to-wall -wall Nintendo, Super Nintendo, like all the games. And I'm like... I just want to let you know, I don't have enough money to do this. So unless you get a YouTube channel that has like 25 million views and you're getting paid by YouTube, this is, this is going to be, you need to get a job and you can get this stuff then. But either way, I think it's cool because then I can kind of relive a lot of the stuff 
through him and he's enjoying it so I ended up getting a Game Boy and a Nintendo system with some games so it's pretty cool that I get to to play them and then him enjoying it as well so after the Game Boy I remember when I was in school a big thing and especially I went to St. Joe's in Hamilton and a lot of the kids that were there had money well the parents had money they didn't have money but um, so they always had like the newest and coolest thing and I'm not saying that my parents were poor and we weren't it's just that my dad was one of those people like if I can get it I'll get it but I'm not gonna get you everything that you want I have other things that I need to pay you know like he was just not you're not gonna have all of the newest and the coolest things right off the bat eventually maybe so the newest thing that was going around and everybody's like oh my god I must see it is the Sega Game Gear because it was handheld it was in color Sega so you had Sonic and all of that I got it years later when no one cared but I had it and the only games that I had and that I can recall that I had on it were Ristar and a blackjack game mainly because my dad liked any and all casino games. So like the handheld, like Tiger uh, games that were slot machines or poker or blackjack, that's what he liked. So I think it was a, a vast waste of money and batteries for the Game Gear personally, but at the time, you know, you're a kid, you're like, I need to have this. Granted, it took me like probably five years after the fact, but I got it. <laughs> And then I took, we took a little bit of a break for games, like I said. I didn't get the Nintendo 64. I didn't get the Sega Saturn, the Sega um, Genesis. I didn't get any of those. And I don't know, I, I guess maybe we were just fine with what we had. We also had the computer. So when the computer first came out to, well, not first came out, but was in 1995, 96, when everybody had AOL and stuff like that, we had our computer and I think that's kind of what took our attention away from console gaming for a little while to the point where I just didn't want anything where I was like playing solitaire on the computer <laughs> but anyhow so after that it was the PlayStation 1 and the GameCube those were the two big ones that we got. And then eventually we got the Xbox, but I it was the PlayStation and the GameCube that we got first. PlayStation was Oddworld and Need for Speed. GameCube was Animal Crossing, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, and Luigi's Mansion. Those were the big games for me that I loved. Oh, and Jet Moto. Jet Moto 2. Was, well, that was a great game. So... And the Xbox was mainly... My brother played more of the Xbox. And that was Halo, mostly. So I would play with him on that. And let me tell you, playing that game jaded me to the whole idea of playing online with other people, like random individuals. So you could go on there with your friends, but then you had to listen to all these other people over there, and most of them were like five years old, screaming obscenities at you saying some really nasty stuff to you and you're like I don't I can't really yell at this kid because I'm 10 times older than them and 
where are their parents and why aren't they being told to shut up and not say things so my brother and Halo just made it to the point where I just didn't want to play any multiplayer games with people I didn't know especially five-year-old kids who obviously had nothing better to do with their lives but anyhow um, then you had uh, the DS, the PSP, and I, you know, I could go into great detail about every single game that we had and that I play and that I love. But I think what I'm going to do with that, because it's such a vast topic, I can't just cover it all in like a 30-minute period for and just kind of touch the surface on it. I just wanted to do like the older systems and and then work my way up to what we have now but i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to actually have a separate little mini offshoot of the episodes that will be gaming and i think i want to bring my son on there because he can discuss something that i don't play and i can discuss something that i do play obviously so it'll be more diverse because he plays a lot of different games that i don't necessarily play so I think it'll be interesting, and I kind of want to do a test run soon to see how that goes. So he has to pick a game, and I'll pick a game, and then he'll discuss it and tell you what he likes about it, if he recommends it, and then same with, with me. So yeah, that's something to think about, something to look forward to. So putting aside the console games, we have the, the PC. Now, I know there's a lot of people, um, are, it's like a PC versus console gaming debate. Some think that PC gaming is a lot better than console gaming. For me, it doesn't matter because I like gaming in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other. I will play on both. I do have to say that the keyboard controls are a little convoluted for me. I just want a straightforward, let me just keep pounding a button so it hits things and then uh, you know I know that there's a whole strategy thing and uh, I'm not I'm sure that'll be discussed when I have Bryce on here with me but in the interim I like all game like I like all systems now if you were going to go into which consoles I prefer because we have we do have the Xbox 360 but I don't have the other the newer ones I don't have the, I don't have the Xbox one or the One X. I don't even know the titles of them. I don't have all of them, but I do have up to the PlayStation 4. I just can't get the PS5, which I intend to get eventually. So if you wanted to debate that, I do think that the PlayStation's better, but that's my humble opinion. And I really don't want to debate it. I just, that's what I think. That's my opinion, and you can think what you want. So on the place, or the PC, the reason why I think there are some games that actually are better on the PC is because it requires just a lot more graphics and the screen that you have and just the way that it works and just the mouse and the keyboard just go better with it. For me, that's The Sims games. I have The Sims 4 and I have all of its downloadable content, expansion packs, whatever, and I think that they did have the, the Sims 3, and I know that they have a Sims 4 on the place. I don't have that on the console because I just think you have a much more immersive 
you have an immersive experience on the computer versus the console. I think the console is a little restrictive to, especially The Sims 3, what you can and cannot do. Granted, there's more than, say, the I played The Sims Castaway on the PlayStation 2. I love that game. And they didn't have it for the, for the, the PC, as far as I know. I could be wrong. And But they did have, on the PC and not on the console, is The Sims Medieval. I wish they expanded more onto those games because they were both awesome offshoots of The Sims. But I do enjoy The Sims 4 that's out now. And I all most of them I've played on the PC because it's just a better experience. And you just need that. And there are bigger games. Like, I think Assassin's Creed is great on the console, but I think it looks pretty awesome on the PC. However, it is the same type of gameplay. It's not different. Like, say The Sims, they kind of water it down a little bit versus what you have on the PC. And again, I don't care one way or the other. If I'm enjoying myself, if I like it, if it's on the PC, if it's on a console, if it's on an Xbox, it's on a PlayStation, if it's on a Nintendo system, I don't care just as long as I'm enjoying myself and it's money worth money worth spending in my opinion because I'm having fun I'm enjoying myself I'm immersed in it what more can you ask for so putting aside the nostalgia of all of that the future of gaming now we all know about the VR sets that are out there there's been various incarnations of them and even going back into the 90s, I remember in Ocean 1, they had a whole store section set out for the new virtual reality experience where you would be in these massive round, looks like little spinning top containers with a million different cords attached to you on the, on the headpiece for you to be watching some blocky lawnmower man version of VR. The concept was there. It just didn't have the technology that we have now and hence these VR sets that are out now. We actually have the VR HTC Vive, not the Pro version, just your, your baseline one. I, yeah. They weren't cheap. They aren't cheap. The one that actually, you can get the PlayStation VR I think for $299 but you are relegated to PlayStation games that they have for the VR. They also have the Oculus that is, I think, $299 as well for the whole thing. However, it is a Facebook-owned company, and you need to have a Facebook account in order to be able to play the to actually get into the games. Now, yes, I do have a Facebook account because I am a millennial. My son does not, and I don't think that you need you should be forced into something like that in order to be able to play a game. And it's a little too much like Big Brother to me. So, if you want the Oculus because it's cheaper, it does have really good <clears throat> handheld devices. But if you want to spend the extra money, I would suggest getting the HTC. I think that it's a well-rounded. VR set. There's a new one that's coming out, the Vive 2. I think the baseline model is like $600. If you want to get a VR set, set the money aside. 
it's definitely worth the extra money if you want to have that experience. But by all means, if you want to get the other ones, go right ahead. That's just my recommendation. And I told my son that, you know, we need the PlayStation 5. Don't know when that's going to become available again because of the pandemic and the issues with the chips and things like that. Not entirely sure when that's going to be available to the lowly Joe Schmo like myself that will only be able to get it when I can get it. But... I definitely want to get the updated VR eventually. So it just means some saving. I'm very much looking forward to what the future of gaming is going to offer us. I'm still waiting for the Star Trek holodeck. I know that that's probably not going to be in my lifetime. But I can dream, right? <laughs> and if you don't know what the Star Trek holodeck is, just look it up. It's, it's like you're in a... Um, they go into a room that's supposed to be, it's like all holograms that you create, that you can touch and feel and stuff like that. And you can create any type of environment, whether you want to be in the forest, you want to be on the side of a cliff, you want to be in a bar, you want to be in a dance floor, like whatever you want, it can be created. Or you can even relive like a period piece novel or something like that. I know like in Star Trek Next Generation, they always did Sherlock Holmes and um, the detective novels that Captain Picard always would read and then in Star Trek Voyager she would do I forget Wuthering Heights no it wasn't Wuthering Heights it was one of the Bronte sister books but anyway so yeah it was um, it's something that I would love to see and the thing is we've seen quite a few things that have been on the Star Trek universe come to be whether it was something that was a prototype somebody's idea I, I don't know if it came necessarily from Star Trek but it you see it come to fruition now so when am I going to get my holodeck yeah so future of gaming holodeck Star Trek maybe <laughs> otherwise I know that the VR is definitely going to be more advanced as the years go by. I know they already have things that can kind of have sensors to feel like if you're punched or whatever. And I, if you ever seen the movie or read the book, Ready Player One, they have full body suits where you can feel things. And like that immersiveness in VR, like that could be something that we could see. That's a strong possibility. So. I love gaming, so if they have a VR for, like, say, Dragon Age, I'm all for it. I'm down. Let's do this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the evolution of gaming. There's a lot that's happened since the Atari and since before that, and I really, really am so happy to be living in a world that has it because it just gives you... Like I said, a forum to escape from, to enjoy, to have fun. And you don't need to really do much for it. You just pop in a disc or just boot it up and play. And it's great. And I'm not, I'm not trying to condone being hermits. But at the same time, it's like, you know, sometimes you just don't want to be around people for a little while. Because I know, like, I'm at work. I'm around people all day. I just want to come home and just be with virtual people fake people that I can control. No. <laughs> I don't know if any of you played it, but there was this game called 
black and white where you t pretty much play God. And I loved that game. So you can see where I, where I go towards, you know, and The Sims. Come on, it's like a simulation game. You are in control. Maybe I'm a little bit of a control freak. Who knows? But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm trying to be more diverse with what I'm talking about. I know, like, there's going to be a point where nostalgia th nostalgic things are going to come to it because it's already been. However, the longer this goes, more nostalgic things will happen because as the years go by, it becomes older and older. But I have a lot more on uh, on my on my uh, outlined ideas so I hope that you enjoy it enough that you want to check in some of my other episodes I have I have two other episodes up right now my introduction and the Saturday morning cartoons so this will be my third episodes I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it going, you know, and I hope you enjoy this. And I'm going to be doing that other offshoot, like I said, that was going to be my son and I talking about games and reviewing it. I also am thinking about doing something that's for movies because there are so many movies and I've seen so many movies. And just to give you an, an idea as to, like, I might be bringing my mom on to talk about it. She has over 300 Blu-rays and DVDs. And if it wasn't for the lack of space, you probably would have more. And the fact that now you can stream just about everything. But she does have movies that you can't, you can't get anymore. So that's cool. But beyond that, I have a lot of ideas. And I hope to get this out. And I hope you're enjoying it. So please uh, leave a comment. Tell me if I should change anything, if I should add something. Uh, constructive criticism would be great. And... Um, subscribe, sign up, whatever. I'm going to be posting this on my website and then it will be on Spotify once I get up to five episodes, which will be in a couple of weeks. So that will be up there too. So please keep informed. You can submit your email to get alerts when I upload a blog or a podcast. Check out the website, GabrielleCataldi.com. And I hope you enjoyed. And this is Gabrielle with That 80s Child, the Generation Y, signing off.